And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you courtesy of our Patreon supporters. Want to support the show? Become a Patreon member. Thank you, thank them. Now enjoy the show. Round one is over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids, sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That we all started by a month. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Bunch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disney Dads Podcast. Show it's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and tonight I am not joined by Joe as he bowls strikes in his bowling league, or Jason, who's just getting off work after a long day, but I am joined by two of my other brothers, Mike. And Dave, Mike, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I my countdown is down to single digits. Uh, oh, stop it! Really? Yeah, nine days, nine full days before we wind up being in that wonderful place, uh, Magic Kingdom, and the the wonderful things of Disney World that we all love so much. So, uh, yeah, it's starting to get real. You know, I actually have to try on my shorts this weekend and make sure everything still fits. Uh, you know, it's been a long time with the COVID nineteen. I'm sure I gained a few of those nineteen pounds. So, uh, I got to make sure all of my clo- my summer clothes are in fashion for when I go see all my fabulous friends. And and Disney folk down in uh, that wonderful place, Orlando, in uh, a few very short time. What's the uh, what's the first? All right, here you go. Ready? First Disney snack you want? Uh, first Disney snack that I want that I want is going to be zebra domes that I'm actually going to get. I'm not even sure. I'm I'm going to take whatever I can grab first. But the first one that I want to get would be zebra domes because it's been a very long time since I had those. All right, if you get any of them, first Disney drink you can get uh, Bloody Mary anywhere. Ooh, man, I wish the Poly, the Poly Bloody Mary is the best one on property I by far. Know. The one over at the uh, the DVC pool, as we call it. Yep. Um, very good. And uh, first ride, if you could ride anything first right away, what are you doing? Uh, well, if I had a choice, it would be Rise, but I'll take anything in Galaxy's Edge. Nice, nice. Well, I tell you what, somebody who does get to ride quite a bit, uh, my brother from Down Under, Dave. How are you, bud? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah. yeah no complaints. Nope. Nope. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, I was smiling when you were asking about first ride. Uh, one of our listeners in the uh, group today, Charles Mary, drove, your friend Charles drove down mm-hmm. and he got to his resort. I believe he was expected to get there at about 2.30 and at 3.41 he sent me a message to say he was in line for People Mover. Isn't that great? Amazing. That's. I was going to bring up People Mover because I was going to say, Dave, out of you're there a lot all the time. But probably your first one would be People Mover because you haven't done it in almost a year. Yeah, um, I have, and I haven't got to it in the last couple of days as it has got back up and running. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I'd be sitting in line for a Jungle Cruise. Yeah, man. Oh, I miss a Jungle Cruise. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I think, it, who was it? Shan, uh, Shannon McPherson posts today about the Jungle Cruise yep. and uh, an amazing skipper. And, dude, that's what I- makes it amazing. Actually, one of my good friends, uh, he didn't know that at the time, but that's who it was. I know her personally and sent her a, uh, a picture of it. So, yeah, I love our group and I love the positivity. And I, there are so many people in Disney World right now. Everybody is playing catch up. And it is great to see everybody posting and excited. And there was half a conversation of who was on this side of the park and who was on this side of the park. It was wonderful today. Can we get one of those, uh, hey, oh, just show <laughs> DB, DDP people in the park? Like once, you know, one people, they go, uh, DDP or Disney Dads <laughs> podcast, Disney Dads podcast. Because it seems like there's still enough people in the parks to do this. We can rock this out, right? I think we need a little I'm Brazilian I'm flag excited like for the 12 it. groups have. Yeah, yeah. Let's do a flag. Let's do it. Let's do a chant. You know what I mean? Dave loves those. So, um, Donny Donny Herbert, Herbert? has yeah. the mask. Has his um has a DDP mask, and I haven't seen it in the last couple of days. But my eyes are peeled. I'm gonna lose it. When yeah. I so see does that Jacob day. Moore. He's gonna be down soon. Oh, there you go. May. Yeah, oh. he had one mate too. You know what? We're so a lot of people have been reaching out and they've been like, hey. Where can I get the old shirts? Or kind of I, part of me kind of want to make wants to make the old DDP shirts like. All right, they're they're done. 
legacy. We'll come up with a, yeah, legacy, you know, edition. <laughs> and we'll change it a little bit and come up with something new because we're in between distributors right now uh, ah. on, on our shirts. So as soon as we find a new distributor, we're going to rock and roll with some new merch. But, uh, but yeah, man, everyone who's got that original DDP shirt, which there's quite a few out there. Um, I know, Dave, you've seen, a, seen them in the parks. You've got one, don't you? Yeah, I've got so, one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, I think we'll leave that one as the retro original, the first three years. And ah. then we'll move. It's almost like the Saved by the Bell, you know, the college years. <laughs> like, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll move on to a, to a newer design. Then we, for, then we can have the battle of the original shirts versus the newer ones. Uh. Did, did you guys watch the Save? Did you? All right, first off, did you watch Saved by the Bell growing up, Dave, where you're from? <gasps> I'm aware of it. Um, I I am not as passionately invested in it as my wife, who was a huge okay. fan. All right. And I have done an uh, 80s, 90s themed uh, event where I went as Zach Morris complete with the phone and everything. I like and I looked the part. I rocked it. I got to say, your wife kind of does have a Kelly Kapowski feel She to really does. Why yeah. do you think we went as that? I was yeah. going to say, man. Yeah. yeah, now that I see you, Melanie's, <laughs> Melanie's definitely got a little Kelly Kapowski to her. Okay, I like this. I can see this. Uh, I guess I would be um, a smaller Screech. version of Screech. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like a shorter version of Screech. I definitely can't pull off AC Slater. That's Mike, 100%. So, you know, it's it's just not not happening. Uh, I guess I could be Jesse Spano and have like the, the you know, the mental breakdowns like she does in some of the episodes. Oh, okay, so, good. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, uh, anyway, this doesn't have anything to do with Disney. Uh, guys, we uh, we got a really fun topic tonight. You know, I uh, I watched the uh, – one thing I really like is I like the UFC uh, uh, fights. Right? Kay, Riley and I actually let Riley watch them. Luckily, not this weekend because <laughs> there was some stuff that went down that m- most most adults didn't even need to see um, with, uh, with some broken bones and stuff like that. Um, but we like to watch that kind of stuff. And it got me thinking. I'm like, you know what? Disney is made up of – heroes i mean when you talk about walt disney and his whole idea of mickey mouse and mickey mouse is the america's hero really you know in the uh in the late 40s coming out of world war ii everyone gets behind this little mouse little guy who you know was put up against it all the time and uh and comes out in the end because he works hard he's a good person and uh and does what he has but here's the thing you cannot have a hero without a villain you have to have a villain to have a hero. And that got me thinking with the fights going on, what are the five best hero versus villain moments in the Disney parks? And when I said this to Katie, she asked the topic was tonight, she goes, I cannot think of any of them. And I said, well, I'm glad you're going to hear this episode because there are five great ones. And let's start out with number five, we're going to go in order from five to one, one being the best. Let's start out with number five. It's one of my favorite attractions. Mike, I know you enjoy it. Dave, I know you do too. And that is Buzz Lightyear versus the evil Zerg in uh, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. Uh, Mike, do you ride this every time you're in the parks? I definitely ride it every single time. My kids love it, and we love the competitiveness of it, too. You know, being able to shoot and actually defeat Zerg. So you have that good versus evil battle, and you get to take part of being that side of good and defeat the evil Zerg. You know, that's the whole point of being in the ride, and uh, we love it. We do it all the time, and uh, it's definitely one of the most enjoyable things over in Tomorrowland. Okay, I'm going to pose this to you, Dave. What's better, Buzz Lightyear or Midway Mania? Is there really a, is that, you're, oh, you're serious. I'm That's serious. really cute. I'm That's serious. not a question. I mean, don't get me wrong, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin is fun, but it doesn't hold a candle to Toy Story Midway Mania. Okay, they're not, that one is, one is playing a pro league uh, a sport, and the other one is like dabbling in the minors, like. Let me, let me give hmm. a, my uh, defense to Buzz Lightyear, Okay. It is not all screens. You are going through physical environments with stuff going on. Yep. I think that gives it a huge, huge advantage over Toy Story Midway Mania. Okay, but 
Like the technology, like look how much quickly course, that technology it's newer. changed. Yeah. I mean, but it's not really that much newer when you consider that Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger spin, and I'm guessing these years, but if Toy Story was released in 95, that had to be like maybe late 90s, maybe early 2000s at the absolute most. And then it was only like four or five years later that Toy Story Midway Mania came along. So there was a huge jump in technology in a really short space of time. Um, that said, I love Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. I'm not trying to take anything away from it, but let's not go comparing the two, okay? All right, I'm going to give you the dates, okay? So Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin opened November the 3rd, 1998. See? And Midway Mania opened May 31st, 2008. It had a decade, dude. On, on on this other attraction. A decade. So I am still going to say, you know, <laughs> I, Toy Story uh, uh, is great, but there's something about, man, Buzz and, and I, I, I love Space Ranger Spin, man. It, it's just, for me, it's a one of the perfect attractions. But this has nothing to do with the topic. Okay, that is it, yeah. Let's dive into the topic. Um, why, Dave, do you think this fits into our top five of the best heroes versus villains uh, uh, attractions or experiences in the Disney parks? I mean, Zerg was such a natural transition for the the Toy Story storyline to introduce a villain. Because if we look at Toy Story, the original movie mm-hmm. in 1995, there wasn't really a villain per se. There was a Sid. perceived villain. Yeah. And Sid is like an evil element but or a misunderstood element depending on how let's you calm down him. that kid's not misunderstood <laughs> that kid's got mental issues dude yeah mike's point himself you are a little, got a little sit in you when you were little yeah I um but but there wasn't really a um because woody perceives buzz as a villainous element at one point in the movie right okay so yeah. and it's more that's about right. the two of them colliding and um and that's a different kind of um angst that is created in the movie. Uh, Whereas along came Toy Story 2 and they needed, they wanted to introduce that villain element and Zerg is such a good villain. He is, and then there's some great Star Wars references for Mike involved and yeah, there's, it's, there's so many complex layers to the different villainous elements within these movies because yeah you could say that al from al's toy barn is the villain but then along comes zerg yeah like you go toy story 2 has oh sorry quite a few villains actually oh no i'm sorry you 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 uh no you you froze up there for a second Um, oh sorry i've got i've got your audio so i'll just jump in now um yeah toy story 2 has quite a few villains i mean if you think about it they went from really like you're saying no villain so all of a sudden now you have Al, you have Zerg, you know, you have, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy, you know, everything oh, that's and, going on. and Stinky Pete, the prospector. The, the prospector. Yep. So, yeah, but Zerg, that scene where uh, Buzz is trying to defeat Zerg, um, and you realize after it was the Rex is playing a video game, you know, at, 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 the, at the edge of it, but uh, that is for me one of the best like kind of transitions into a movie because at first you think this is what this movie's going to be like this is going to be him fighting zerg uh and he is the ultimate evil you know he's got a you said it's kind of got some star wars you know things in there i don't really know those um but he's got a kind of darth vader feel to him tell me you get that reference no is that it no absolutely yes 100 yeah. percent. oh i didn't know that take it away mike no, go ahead. You, you, go ahead. You said it. Yeah, well, you, you like, it the, like um, the obvious one is that then later in the movie, it's revealed that Zerg says he is Buzz Lightyear's oh, father. Oh, I am your father. Yeah. There's a whole Vader element to oh, it. Oh, man. I thought I came up with that. I thought I was being <laughs> really, really Like, you genius. totally missed that. No, moving on. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So yeah, 100% that's exactly what it is. Yeah, so it you know, it fits in really well. Uh it is a true Disney hero versus a Disney villain. Um but let's move on to number 4 because this one is whenever you say this topic, I don't think a lot of people think about this attraction or think about this storyline. But I really do. I had a hard time not putting it higher on this list. Um I really think this is one of the best 
villains in any Pixar or Disney uh, film. And I think it's one of the best heroes just for the fact that it's one of the smallest heroes uh, out there. And that is uh, going over uh, to It's Tough to Be a Bug, uh, a Bug's Life characters with Flick and his friends taking on Hopper. Throughout today's performance, please refrain from buzzing, stinging, and pollinating. And no chirping. Thank you. And now, put your wings together for the host of our show, everyone's favorite ant, Flick! On with the show. Uh, I, I, one, A Bug's Life, crazy, crazy underrated movie. I loved it. I've seen it many times. I absolutely loved it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My, I know Jay has yet to do this attraction. Did you not uh, know this? Okay. No, but I see that. It's not something that jumps out at you as a must-do in that park. Well, on paper. It kind of was now, once, for a while. Until... Yeah, but once, you, once you've done it, it's you're like, oh, it's really fun. And on the provision, there's certain elements that aren't scaring the hell out of your small children. Um, yeah, by all means. But um, to, to your point, though, Hopper is one of my favorite villains in Disney movies in general, voiced by Kevin Spacey um, mm -hmm. and does such an amazing job of that. And then, and then, as you said, Flick fighting back against him. So, Mike, do you go and see this show? This is probably one of our must-do rides or attractions, so to speak, when we go to Animal Kingdom. We absolutely love it as a family. Uh, we know all the little things that happen, obviously, as you go on. I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't been on it yet. Um, and we enjoy watching the people that are on there for the first time get, um, you know, entertained by what's going on. And, I, you know, I'm surprised you have it as number four on the list. Like you said, I could see it definitely much higher on a list. Um, I probably maybe would have put it at number two. I think the the the, the difference between the two, uh, Flick is such a timid little, you know, uh, everyday hero kind of person, just so so mm -hmm. very timid and so small. And Hopper is such an extreme opposite of a complete villain. I mean, he's just the the absolute, you know, mean bug. And um, the story that they tell and the back and forth that goes on in that particular attraction is absolutely amazing. I love doing that with the kids. Uh, it's a, it's a must-do for us. Sammy usually sits on my lap when we do it because even though she knows what's coming, um, she's still afraid of it. So um, And it's still I, I still jump quite a bit, so I definitely think it's great. Uh, I could definitely see how it could be a one-and-done for some kids, and they'll never want to go back again. But uh, we absolutely love doing it, and I think it's very underrated, and I wish people would do it more because it's a very fun attraction to do. Mike, when those spiders crawl out of the ceiling, like, are you a get the can of raid kind of guy and like fix it immediately? Kind of, do you want to? No, I enjoy watching everybody scream in terror. Can we be honest though? That's one of the most terrifying things in any Disney park. Okay, second to the original alien attraction when the lights would go out and you would feel aliens' breath on your neck and he'd be like, you know, like. Or he would stomp on the shoulder restraints as he was moving around. Did you did you ever do that? I did it when I was a kid. No. Oh, that that was gone before my time. It was great. People hated on. It. They hated yeah. on it. It was great. Here's the thing. I based on my knowledge of it, I think it was in the wrong place. Yeah, one hundred percent was in the wrong place. Like if you put that in Epcot, yeah, have at it. Go nuts. Like that's awesome. You put it in the middle of the Magic Kingdom? That's not a Magic Kingdom-style attraction. Dude, it was terrifying for kids. Yeah. I mean, terrifying. Uh, and the thing about it, too, is, like, I, one, that's not even a Disney movie. Right? How did we get the IP for that? We were using it over at um, Studios as part of the as uh, a great, great movie, movie right? right? So, That's so weird. Like, why? Yeah. What, what made it fit there? You know, I, if they, yeah, they could put it there. They could put it. Um, in Animal Kingdom, of course, it didn't exist at the time. But if they had it still, like it would have fit in Animal Kingdom. But yeah, dude, or Hollywood Studios actually is the perfect yeah. spot. I mean, what, what are we talking about? Epcot and you know Hollywood Studios is the totally missed it. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, let me say this though, I, I have to give and I like to give this man a shout out as often as possible because for some reason and over time he's gotten more and more love. Uh, this uh, it's tough to be a bug was a Michael Eisner production. Um, they came and they said, Hey, we want to put something in the tree of life. And they really couldn't come up with a concept. And Michael Eiser said, Hey, let's do, look, let's be honest. 
if he was putting a movie out, he wanted an attraction to go with it. And, of course. Uh, and that's what he did. So we got this amazing um, experience with Flick and all of his friends. And I think, look, Hopper steals the show. The villain steals the show in this one. Um, Zerg and the other one's kind of an afterthought, just part of the experience. Buzz steals the show, you know, with walking through the queue and all that. Hopper steals the show in A Bug's Life, and, 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 and it's tough to be a bug. Yeah. I mean, that animatronic is maybe until Pandora was built, second to none. Yeah. It's one of those things where you almost forget that that's part of that attraction. Yeah. And then you go, oh, yeah, that's really cool. It's unbelievable like yeah. that they pulled that off. I mean, it's it really is uh, uh, quite amazing. And also, he is so hateable. Like, Hopper is so Hopper is that mean kid in high school that was just yep. a punk. You know what yeah. I mean? That just needed to be popped in the mouth. But he was huge, and no one wanted to do it. Yep. And they did it comedically, too. I like the way that, you know, Flick brings his friends along to tell the story of how they're going to defeat Hopper. And I, I really enjoy that aspect of this attraction is the fact that it's not just Flick. It's all of his buddies for the stink bug. Uh, you know, it's perfect, man. And you were talking yeah. about the spiders. When they do the raid and it fogs out the room, Stop it. That's yep. one of the coolest effects ever. Really? It's well done. I mean, you feel like you're a bug. You know, this is what a bug would feel like. So it's very, very cool. Good times. Yeah, man. Uh, let's uh, let's move on to number three. Uh, guys, I'm going to leave this to you all. I'm going to sit back, relax, and listen to you guys take this away. But it has to go up there, uh, and it has to be on this list. And we are heading over to the brand new Rise of the Resistance, and it's the resistance against Kylo Ren and the Dark Side. Uh, guys, explain to me why this comes in at number three on our list. I just assumed it was in the wrong place. This is the best battle in in the Disney parks. That, Am I you right, are Mike? Completely un, <laughs> un, this is that's not true. I will I will <laughs> die on the sword for number one. But go ahead. All right, fine. Yep. Um, and uh, Mike, as we discussed literally a week ago, uh, hasn't yet had the opportunity to, to ride this attraction, but you don't really need to because the battle of the rebels and the, the light side versus the dark side is, is the ultimate depiction of good versus evil, uh, in a storyline. Mike? Yeah, I agree. You know, this is probably one of the most... As I was looking at the list, this is one of the things that I didn't get to actually experience in the parks yet, obviously, uh, and I'm really looking forward to that. Obviously, I know the whole story between, you know, light side, good side, and I know this is going to be an amazing uh, thing to see Disney pull off because they do it with such amazing style and details, and uh, as you know, I'm a huge fan of the Star Wars franchise and story and everything that goes along with it, and that Disney has its finger in it, and it's going to be an amazing thing to watch come to life in front of me and in real life. I can't wait to see it actually in person. Uh, I know it's going to be a little dialed down because of the whole restriction thing, but I know they're going to do a fantastic job with all the other details and hopefully get to ride Rise of the Resistance and get it to see it in its full experience. 100%. I, I'm excited for you to experience it and, um, and I think we just need an entire show dedicated to Mike uh, talking about and just let him do it. like we don't even need to be there just let him go like be like Mike what you think and then we'll tune out for an hour and then we'll get to listen to it live once we drop the episode I you know you know you guys always bust my chops and you know I'm not a crier I'm not an emotional person you know I, I show no emotion I think there's going to be two times during this trip where I actually get a little teary eyed it's probably going to be walking into Galaxy's Edge and then walking down Main Street yeah man it's been forever for you I mean you know it's one of those things where it's just like uh, I was so bummed because you would be like, all right, cool. Mike's heading to Disney. Oh, Mike's not going to Disney. Oh, Mike's going to Disney. Nope, Mike's not heading to Disney. Oh, Mike's going to Disney. Nope, Mike's not heading to Disney. Um, let me ask you this, Mike. Where does Kylo Ren fall on the, you know, I mean, if you think about Star Wars villains, it has to be, you know, Darth Vader number one. Mm-hmm. But where does Kylo Ren fall for you as a villain? Because this is the thing. Look, Rey is no Luke Skywalker. Right. She's great. She's good. Whatever. But, but she's no Luke Skywalker. But somehow these two, with Kylo Ren and Rey kind of battling it out, um, 
they they still hold their own. You know, so does does Kylo Ren fall high on your list of Disney or of Disney villains of, of Star Wars villains? After the last Disney movie, when they con- when they concluded it with you know the last one where uh, you know where, where we see I don't want to spoil any details. I mean, obviously, I'm sure it's only been like three years. You know what? You know what? I, I think can spoil. That it. Yeah, ship has said. Yeah. When, you go when, they, when the whole thing with the Emperor and the two of them fighting together, uh, I didn't like. I liked him in the first episode. I liked him in the first part of the new trilogies. I thought he was a good character. I thought it was going to be great. I, I knew it was going to be a little bit of a really good dark side to see him. And he was conflicted with, you know, his, you know, being having to live up to Darth Vader. I mean, those are tough shoes to fill. You know, his grandfather's shoes, having to be that evil guy. And the first one was good. I hated the next one, and then the third one really kind of brought it all together. And I was glad the way they tied it all in, the way him and Ray got to fight together, and, and their whole little, you know, I guess love connection, I think was great. And uh, I had a fond liking for him after the final part of the, the, that last series of the trilogy. Do you think it holds up, Dave, with with this attraction, with him being the ultimate villain in this? In this attraction, um, particularly where that falls yeah. and um, between the storylines, I think, yeah, they did a great job of his role in this and um, and his presence that it brings to this attraction. Yeah. Oh, I, yep. I just hope Mike doesn't load up the family truckster and drive all the way to Florida and then get there and park in the very back of the parking lot and say first one's here and prance through the parking lot and then get to the front wait I don't want to I don't want to spoil the end of that movie either so um you know it's one of those uh, hope you guys have not missed National Lampoon's vacation uh, yes yeah uh <laughs> Moose out front should have told you um, I, I don't think the park will be closed on the days he's here that's my understanding dude until he steps foot on main street i am not saying it's <laughs> all like, bets are off like. knock on wood brother yep. uh-uh. not happening dude nope it's been too many times i've gotten that phone call um let's move on to number two uh number two on the list is tried and true um this one had to be here and whenever you talk about good versus evil hero versus villain it's one of the perfect ones out there for uh for any disney fan and that is over in the Magic Kingdom. And that is going to Peter Pan's flight with Peter Pan versus Captain Hook. Come on, everybody. Here we go. Off to Neverland. I, I hope that the attractions we've talked about, like Rise of Resistance and you know Buzz Lightyear and A Bug's Life, hold up as well as this attraction has over the years still to this day flying over london in a pirate ship is one of the coolest experiences for any disney fan when they go to the parks um i sometimes i go why is that an hour and then i'll write and go i get it i get it it's it's probably the most disproportionate wait time to attraction ride time that exists yeah um seven dwarfs maybe right there with it yeah seven dwarfs isn't very long either i suppose but um but i mean but i mean seven dwarfs is like nearly two minutes this is like 90 seconds well and seven dwarfs also has some thrills to it whereas this is more just an experience so exactly which is why i'm like yeah i stand by my original statement disproportionate in its like it can be ninety minutes for a ninety second attraction mm-hmm. on like let's not go right now, but like under normal operation, and then you're like, so you're waiting a minute per second of the ride. Yeah, but like, also, but also if you the reason is Dave. Yeah, you your your kids like Peter Pan. Yes, you and Melanie Peter Pan. Uh, your parents saw even in Australia Peter Pan you know what I mean yep. like so it, it holds up it's generational mm-hmm. and people and understand it, that that villain versus you know Captain Hook and Peter Pan and the constant you know uh, uh, fight they have going on it, it's perfect it's a perfect attraction for, for the for the Magic Kingdom and for Fantasyland not only that it's also in my opinion one of the best queue uh, lines yeah if you have walked through the actual queue line, and I'll be real honest, I usually enter rides through the fast pass. Yeah. And then um, in the middle of COVID, 
uh, towards the end of it, we, um, when the parks had opened and I was still there, we had the ability to use some passes and things to get in. And went to Magic Kingdom one day, and it was it was a short wait. It was probably a twenty minute wait or something in the middle of uh, COVID, and um, and so we walked the actual queue line, and I was like, "This is amazing! Mm-hmm. I'd done it before, but I'd forgotten the detail and the rooms and how engaging it was, and the pictures and Tinkerbell flying and all of these things happening." I was like, "This is a," and it sets up that storyline, mm-hmm. and you're already through all of that part of the Darling House before you then get on the attraction, fly out the window um, off to Neverland and get to really see that battle of Hook with um, putting Wendy on the, making her walk the plank and then sailing around the other side of the sail and having Pan rescued everybody. Yeah. Ah. Well, it's funny you say that. I had never done the queue until COVID. There you go. I, I, because there's no fast pass. Like if right. we do it, we fast pass it. Mike, have you ever done the queue, the standby queue of Peter Pan's flight? I have quite a few times. Um, that's one of those rides that if we just happen to catch it at the right time and it's a low weight, we'll get on. We'll get on the regular line. I don't usually fast pass that. We have our regular favorites. So I think I don't. I don't even think I've ever fast passed that ride. I think it's always been through the mm. queue. Um, I've done them at some of the Mickey Not So Scary Halloween parties where you know there was no fast pass going on and mm. the lines weren't that long. So we've done it during then. Um, so I don't think I've ever fast passed that ride. I think we've kind of reserved our fast passes for other stuff that we've liked and um yeah i think each and every single time we've done it has always been you know waiting online you know you know the the thing about that fast passing that is when you have younger kids that's the perfect fast pass the perfect fast pass if you have younger kids uh you know you're not gonna ride space mountain and you're not you know big thunder so that's the perfect uh i always tell people i'm like number one grab that one because it's gonna be the longest wait out of the attractions you're going to do and it's uh, it's definitely a great fast pass to use if you have the the little little ones. Um, when you talk about Peter Pan and Captain Hook, do you remember the first time you watched this movie when you were little? Did you watch it when you were in Australia? You were a wee little tyke, Australia. I mean, you were petting your pet spider. <laughs> and, and I thought and you were going to go with kangaroo. Your kangaroo then... was out back knocking on right. the door, going "Hello, yeah. Dave." No. Um, I'm just I'm not even gonna bite. Um I I know I definitely watched it. I don't remember watching it. Um, in, in between your crocodile dundee uh right. segments, like, you know, you would yeah. pause it. Right. Crocodile Dundee two into Crocodile Dundee three, you yeah. need to break it up okay. with something, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Um Yeah, um I know I watched it. I don't vividly remember watching it. There's ones that I have like um we used to have a so I come from a big family and we used to have VHS that you would like record yeah. off TV. Yeah, onto. Yeah, yeah. And because I had so many siblings, we actually had a book and, um, and it was, uh, it was one of those books that you would write people's names and addresses and information in like, and, um, but we would have it. And each of the m- videos that we had, uh, the VHS that we had would be labeled movies, a, and then if you wanted to find out what was on Movies A, you went to the book. And when you recorded over it, you wrote in the next thing that oh. had been recorded on it. Movies E was Mary Poppins for the entirety of my childhood. That's really cool. That's all, like, no, that was what it was. And nobody taped over it. And every time the book changed, like, it just transferred. You do not tape over Mary Poppins. So, so it wasn't like that where I have, like, one of those. But I know I watched it. You know, that. see, I wish I had known you. Uh, you know, when you were young, because there's. A, I don't think you and I should have been allowed. We to would have. Each other, oh yeah. my goodness! Oh, it would have been. It would have been the Das Boot. Uh, whenever I came to Australia, um, you know, they would have. They would have tried to give me the boot. Um, I, uh, I, I would have called Dave and said, "Hey, I heard your toilets flash flush backwards from ours," and he would have go, "I don't know. Let me run over to the next town over," and he would have had to run over. And then the mayor of that town would have been out in the lake in his uh, in his um, his his inner tube, and he would have said, "Hey," and he said, "Yeah," and then he runs back, and then we would ramp this huge phone bill. And I would have had to go to Australia, and they would have given me das boot, and it would have been bad. Anyway, so um, I, whenever you recorded over tapes, right? Mm. There was a tab on a tape that you yeah. could pull the tab, and then you couldn't record over it. Right. 
I would have been a but terrible. You, I would have been a terrible sibling. As soon as I recorded something I liked, I would have snapped that tab right off. I'd been like, yeah, but mine. then, but then you could put like a piece of actual like masking tape over that. Oh, really? And it would work. And again? it would, and it would work again. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know this. We were very ingenious. My dad um, still has. Um, he collected VHSs, and he still has like thousands of VHSs that he's recorded on over the years amazing it's i'm like you're just taking up space now like what are you doing <laughs> like you know what i mean everything's digital He's, did you see where they're gonna stop making blu-rays and dvds ridiculous yeah they're stopping completely what? how is that a thing well they Wait, don't need well, to have, it's all digital now i'm gonna have to get the white album again yeah uh, it's all yeah, streaming thanks. you know it's, it's all good yeah <laughs> um mike please get us away from this uh did you do you remember seeing Peter Pan as a kid. Well, I'm going to take it back even further. See, when I was a kid, uh, I would say in the early 80s, the, my first experience watching Star Wars, my dad had a reel-to-reel projector. I, honest to God. And they were the actual reels, and you would you would load it up, and you would put the tape through, and it would play, and he would, he would pick this big movie screen out. And they, it was so funny because you couldn't get an entire movie on one reel. So it would get like maybe up to the compactor scene, then you would have to change the reel over to the next thing. And what? No way, really? Oh yeah, yeah. And then and then it would be from the compactor scene on to another scene, and then you'd have to change the reel to another. So yeah, you'd have to change the reels in sequence. And it just so happens that besides Star Wars, because I had a little sister and a little brother, we had a lot of Disney movies. So one of the first times I ever saw Peter Pan, amongst some of the other early Disney movies like uh, Cinderella and and um, uh, some of the stuff my sister used to watch, was all on these reel-to-reel movies, and they would get cut, you know, half way through because or a quarter way through depending upon the size of the reel and um you know and and that's how you would watch these movies would be in sections and uh peter pan was definitely one of them i wish he still had that projector um i don't even know if it'd be worth any kind of money now nowadays that would be worth bank that would be amazing yeah it was very cool the sound was awful you know because it was out of a little phono obviously it was an awful speaker but um but yeah and it would be choppy and but it was great and that's we used to turn the movie you know turn the lights off because you had this big screen set up. You would pull it out of the closet, and we'd watch our movies on that. And Peter Pan is where I saw that, probably in the early 80s. That's super cool, I, man. Just, just, I was worried that Mike was going to tell the story of like gathering around the wireless radio yeah. and listening to we an listened, audio version to it. of it. <laughs> there used to be an audio Star Wars stuff on. I got to figure. I got to find out what it was on. I got to research it. But it was these Star Wars stories that they would play on the radio at night, and it was between Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. And I remember listening to them. Uh, it was around the same time where that awful Star Wars Christmas movie came out. And ah, uh, uh, good test. Uh, so I, I got to figure out what it was. But it was a mo- it was a audio series that was on the radio, and used to have to listen to some of the Star Wars stories that were on the radio. But um, my wedding video was still on VHS, if you can believe that. That's good stuff, though, man. That means you guys have Lars put up with you for that long. I've only seen a reel to reel one time, um, and we were at school and we got snowed in, and our principal put on it was around Christmas, and our principal put on this three hour movie about these hobgoblins that. Um, came and took over, um, taking over Santa Claus. And he, the Hobgoblin, fell in love with Little Bo Peep and was saying like a four hour song to Little Bo. It was just seemed like it went on forever. It was like, loving you, showing wow. you woo. Like it was you, you, really bad. You remember this many details. Yeah, my principal, na- my principal, Principal Skinner, he put it on <laughs> and it was really bad. Um, let's move on, guys, yeah. to. The best. It is the best. It is the number one. Um, heroes versus villains in the Disney parks. And that is something that we can experience at this moment, but hopefully it'll be back soon. Fingers crossed. That's the amazing, my favorite, favorite, by far, nighttime spectacular, Fantasmic. I, I've seen it, I don't know, 50 times, 100 times. I get goosebumps every time Sorcerer Mickey 
stands on top of that mountain and that music plays and fireworks shoot in the air. Um, when you watch this and you realize that this little mouse, who you know, it all started with him, uh, he slips into his dream state and he has to take on the biggest, baddest villains that Disney has ever put out. It's incredible. This is by far number one on our list. No ifs, ands, buts about it. Where does Fantasmic fall for you, Mike, on this uh, on, on this list? Definitely number one? Definitely number one. When I saw the list, I knew that had to be number one. Uh, like I said, a couple of the other ones I could disagree with, but that one is definitely number one. And I can definitely uh, say that you get goosebumps because the last time I saw this, we were linked arms watching it together. And that's the last time that I actually got to see it uh, You know, on our Disney Dad trip. And uh, we got to experience this together, and uh, it was a great experience. I love this. Uh, whenever we're at Hollywood Studios, this was always a must for us and the kids. Uh, they love it. It's a, such a great show. The production, the 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 the, uh, the, the, uh, the pyrotechnics, the the water screens. It's really really great. The the, the way it just blows up, and I, I love it. it. It's a great thing, and uh, definitely 100% number one on this list. Was I wearing Tinkerbell wings that time? Not that time. I, that was an after. Okay. That was an after one. I, I, okay, I wasn't gotcha. blessed by the Tinkerbell wings. Yeah, that's a, that's a good story. I made Katie mad one time in the parks, and so to get her back on my side, I decided I would buy some of those light up Tinkerbell wings. And in front of how how much that that thing seats ten thousand probably or seven thousand, however many thousand. And uh, I decided I would right before it started, come running down the stairs, going, "I love my wife," and I had the Tinkerbell wings on. <laughs> Dave, where's this fall for you, buddy? Uh, Fantasmic. First of all, I just want to address that that actually made things better. Yeah, it made it hundred. Wow, so all right. Katie and I, if I can make Katie <laughs> laugh, I can get out of anything. I have done dumb things to make her laugh, <laughs> uh, and I get out of anything. We don't fight very right. often, but when we do, I have to make something really uh, dumb to make good. her happy. Um, getting back to the actual question at hand, I mean... It's hard to argue otherwise. I, I passionately believe Star Wars should have been higher, but yeah, it's hard to beat this out. That it's the ultimate, and it's all of the villains. It's the all way, of them. Particularly that transitioner where all their faces meld from one into the next, and you go from Scar into Ursula's like laugh, and like just the way it progresses, and Judge Cla Claude Frodo oh, making yes. an appearance, and so many of these elements. Uh, coming into play and battling um, and then of course when uh, the dragon yes. rises up out of this out across the mountain and spreads her wings and you're like oh my goodness like that whole moment of Maleficent is absolutely breathtaking um, as Mike said the pyrotechnics the performance elements the lighting elements the, the, the all of the characters there and that moment when um Ah, just makes me ah, makes my heart sing. And then that wrap up with the brave little tailor fighting and bringing them all down, and and then Mickey's disappearance from the barge, appearance on top of the rock, and then disappearance again back down, or sorry, down low, and then up on top. It's just, with that, some imagination, huh? Ah. It's, it's perfect, and the whole thing, you know why this plays perfectly is everything he fights is bigger than life, and here on this massive stage is this little mouse. From where yeah. you're watching from, he is a little mouse, and he's fighting this dragon, he's fighting these huge, like, dreams of, of these ma you know these water features that are just massive of these faces of these characters these villains and here's this little mouse who above all can 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 win out in the end uh, because he has the imagination he has the the will you know he does it the right way and that's what it's all about you know when you look at these other ones they're similar in size I really think that what reason Fantasmic plays so well is just at the end what you were just talking about when you have uh, when you have Mickey and he draws that sword, and behind him, you know, is a snake that is huge, massive snake, you know, taking up the whole area. And here's this little mouse with this little sword, and you're just like, oh, this is amazing, you know, it's amazing. Yeah. So, I absolutely love it, man. Fantastic for me by far is the best 
uh, heroes versus villains experience in the parks. Uh, but we want to hear uh, your guys. We want to hear from you guys and, and let us know if you think somewhere else in the park can, uh, can match and maybe make the top five if we ever do this again. You know, one of the things about this good versus evil, a lot of these people have meet and greets. You can meet some of these people in the parks. Buzz Lightyear's got a great spot to you know, take pictures with. And, you know, when you take those pictures, that's a great place to put them. And it's a wonderful place for our Facebook family. And I like to do the Picks of the Week every week. And that brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for it's us time to for get us our Picks of the Week. Justin, what do you got for me? What's your pick of the week? Yeah, buddy. I tell you what. I'm going to go with uh, John Adams. says, we love y'all's podcast. Well, we love you, man. Uh, we appreciate you. Um, he said, this is a pick of my daughter for her graduation and cheer competition. We were upgraded on our last night to a Castle View room at the Grand Floridian. Happy to be home. Uh, the Grand Floridian is incredible. I am so happy for you all. Congratulations to her. Um, that's uh, for a cheer competition. Also, graduation. Big things ahead. And uh, Serban certainly, certainly love the picture. So thank you so much for, uh, for posting and letting us be a part of that moment have a blast down there yeah man i'm in the exact same boat sarah's going down for her graduation and her cheer yeah, competition right. so uh we we're, we're here we're like would you want to say we're on the same same plane here so john definitely a great pick of the week dave what do you got for me uh i'm gonna go with i don't even think it's actually a member in in the picture but it was posted by emilio fernandez portilla um and uh, it says saw this on the local zoo, uh, like or maybe at the local zoo. I don't know. And oh, is it him on his on the rock? Maybe I'm not sure. Um, but he, uh, the person in the picture, is holding up a small child. They found a rock that looked like Pride Rock and pulling a Rafiki uh, with Simba on top of it. And um, way to keep a Disney in. Um, I think I misunderstood the, the caption initially, but yes, he decided to run up on top of the rock and hold it, his child. Um, and I love it because we've all wanted to do that. I'm pretty sure that's why Justin became a dad. Am yeah, hundred percent. You kidding me? Yeah, dude. There's multiple things like that. It's like why I became a dad. You know, it's yeah. like yeah. Anytime I can having kids allows you to remain a kid. Like it, it allows you to remain a child, right. and I yeah. love that fact. Like I'm like, all right, cool. Like I'm, I'm down. I love how you say it allows you to remain a child. You were going to do that no matter what. It didn't what. matter either so, way. But yeah, but and then, apparently, then I look weird. You know, we've all hung yes. out lots. Like I look strange if I don't have the kid. Yes. You know what I mean? And then I'm just a weirdo. But now, correct. Yeah, I got an excuse. Yeah. Um, Emilio is still living vicariously as well, doing that. He's so, the best man. Um, love him. That's why. That's why it was my pick of the week. I love him, even though he, I think he beat me in uh, in our um, our fantasy football league this year. But that's okay. I'll forgive you. I think everybody beat you. I think everybody beat me. <laughs> um, we draft four kickers. I thought for sure I had it in the bag. Um, Mike, how about you, dude? Uh, my pick of the week is going to go to Donnie Herbert. Donnie Herbert's down. Uh, they they made their trip down. They got in the Magic Express. They got they got tons of pictures they've been sharing all week, uh, one after another. Animal Kingdom, Magic Express. You guys are amazing pictures. I can't wait to be down there. You got me so in the mood to be in the parks. And, Donnie, you have my pick of the week. Justin, we had some amazing pictures for this pick of the week. Why don't you tell our Facebook family the best way that they can be part of our pick of the week? Yeah, definitely. i tell you what. If you have not done it yet, go right now and join our Facebook group, Disney Dads Podcast, Facebook family. Uh, that's where we get all these pictures, the stories. We interact. We get to know you. Uh, absolutely love that. Of course, you can find all of our shows at www.disneydadspodcast.com. There you can also find our emails, disneydadspodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we all have our individual emails. It's just Disney Dad, our name. So Disney Dad, Dave at gmail.com if you want to reach out and uh, talk to Dave there. He, uh, he loves that. He would love to hear from you. I, I should probably should check, probably check that your more email. Often. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. I'm right. sure you have yeah. a few in there. So <laughs> I'll look into it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I tell you what, if it does take us a couple days to get back to you, we will get back to you. Just to, I mean, sometimes it takes us just a little bit with work and family and all that good stuff. Um, I uh, also, while you're doing it, look, scroll down right now. There's a couple links right below this this uh, episode. One is for 
our brother Jason's book, uh, go pick up Pobble. It is an amazing read, a great addition to your library, your Disney library. Your kids will love it. You will love it. Go check that out right now. Also, if you want to become a part of our uh, our patron family, I tell you what, man, we have an amazing patron family. We have some amazing things over on that private Facebook page. We have extra shows. We go live. We have a game show we're working on. I'm really excited about that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so lots of stuff, giveaways, um, lots of stuff going there. For as little as $2 a month, you can not only support the show, you can keep it to where we do not do commercials. And then we do it just because of our patron and we appreciate each and every one of you. But you can help us out and also get all that extra content. Uh, so you can click that as well. And of course, if you're traveling in the next uh, two years or so, guys, use a travel agent. If you want to use Away With Me Travel, we are here. Uh, show at awaywithmetravel.com. Support a small business uh, or support a local travel agent that you know uh, uh, you know, locally. They really uh, could use the support. So go through a travel agent. Um, I tell you what, I think that hit it all. Oh, of course, slap us five stars. Give us that hug virtually that we love. It helps us grow the show. Uh, man, more and more to say each and every week. Uh, fellas, I had a blast. This was a fun topic. Um, it was a little different. I had never seen anyone talk about this before, so I thought this would be fun to get into. Uh, before we jump into the patron side and we talk a little bit about music that we might add to uh, to the Disney parks, uh, Mike, some closing words for the uh, for the Disney Dads family here? Uh Listen, thank you for being here this week again. You know, I enjoyed talking about the good versus evil. Uh, listen, anything talking about Disney right now when you have a trip on the horizon makes it all the better. Uh, I'm enjoying everybody's pictures. I can't wait to see some of my Disney family down there. I've been getting more and more messages, more and more texts, and more and more emails saying that they're going to be down in the parks at the same time. I can't wait to meet you all and hang out, have a beer, have you know, relax, have some time at Disney Springs, and just do all those wonderful things. You know, you guys are great, and I, I love this family. And I'm looking forward to seeing you guys in a few weeks. Yeah, dude, I'm so excited for you, man. I'm so excited uh, for you to get down there. Uh, Dave, how about you, buddy? Um, I thoroughly enjoyed this topic. I thought it was a great look at some attractions. And I love the thought that you put into it and came up with a couple that, yeah, didn't even come across my radar. And I'm excited to see what else other people think. Uh, are some good battles between good and evil that happen because it's an iconic part of Disney and it's an iconic part of our Disney parks. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Disney Ads family, have an amazing week this week. Spread some Disney cheer. Uh, and until next time, guys, we will see you real soon. Patreon family, stick around. We'll be right back. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night. Bye. Good night. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you and remember... Always keep it Disney. And they all live happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the wonder. And that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.